Hello, welcome back to That's What's Up with Harold Strickland. I'm Harold Strickland, and that's who you're with because that's what's up. Yeah. Um, I figured I'd look at Jordan Lucas's new project, Evolution. I'm a little late. I'm, I think I'm about a week late, but um, I, I've been busy because I'm currently in a show right now. And yeah, things are just a little <laughs> all over the place. Uh, so I haven't really had much time to get down to it. Um, and maybe I'm a little hesitant because I didn't really love ADHD, his project before, but I'll get back into that later. Um, if you're new around here, I basically just talk about whatever interests me. So that's mainly sports and music, um, maybe more so music, depending on how uh, often new music is getting put out that I'm interested in. Um, and it's mainly rap music. I'm more of a rap fan myself, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, get into this. Alright, so before I start going through the album, um, or sorry, EP, Evolution EP, by Jordan Lucas, I figured I'd give some background knowledge on the artist, considering he's not that well-known, he's, he's well-known, but, um, he's not, like, on a, say, like, a Travis Scott or an Eminem type level, you know, he's, He's like still fairly respected in the rap game and pretty well known in the rap like community. Uh, I wouldn't say that if you ask a, like um, a reggae fan or like a um, like a pop fan, I don't really think they'll know who that is. Maybe they will because he's had some big success recently. But um, yeah, so. So, Joyner Lucas was, formerly he went by Future Joyner, but um, I read somewhere that when the rapper Future, uh, you know, like mask off that guy, when he came onto the scene, he decided to change his name. But um, Future Joyner was born in, no, not Future Joyner. So, Joyner Lucas was born in Massachusetts, I believe Worcester. Uh, and he's been making music since he was like nine years old or something. Like he was really into it. Um, but now of course, now that he's older, he can take it at a much more serious level and he's like above 25 years old. I know that for a fact. So he's not like young anymore. So Joyner, um, so things that he is known for, I figured I'd tell you guys, um, there was a music video and, uh, a song they put out called I'm Not Racist. And that's a really good and interesting song because he raps from two perspectives. Uh, he raps from a perspective of like a white MAGA like guy that's like very Republican conservative and like everything um, to having like a conversation with a young black man in America. Uh, and there's some incredibly like insane bars and like you really understand like each other's point of view like I remember one point that the white guy was saying was like everyone reacts when I say the n-word when you guys say it all the time what's wrong with it why can't I say it and then Jordan would rap after as the black man in the in the black man's perspective saying well we know it we know when we call each other that that's just what it is because that's how we greet each other but when a white person does it that means there's like a double meaning under that we don't really mess with um i'm trying to think what else 
he was like saying like um how also like like black people just seem to like want to use their money on drugs and like how their tax and how the white person's taxes um affect like food stamps for black people when there he his point was like you should be out there trying to um save that money and not buy drugs uh then the african american guy yeah, would say uh well that's really all the only hustle i can get is selling drugs right now and i try to but like it's not as easy getting a job as a black man in america um uh, i don't want to rabble on too much it's such a fantastic piece of art uh, I really recommend you check it out. It was nominated for a Grammy. So if that's of any importance to you, I recommend you check that out. Um, so yeah, he did that. Um, he originally was known a lot for his remixes. Um, not like originally, like this is how he kind of got his name out, I believe. Um, from remixes of like songs like um, Bank Account, Gucci Gang, um, Mask Off, DNA. Uh, all of those songs, and he would just basically just take the beat, write his own stuff to it, and then just release it on YouTube. Uh, so he was like not really getting money directly from Spotify or anything, because I don't think he would have the rights to that. Um, I think he even said in the Gucci Gang remix, he said, well, I don't give a about a hit record. I'm just going to remix y'all and get big off it. I'ma just murder every beat while I get paid in my sleep. I'm if the pauses are because you know. Swear words. Naughty naughty. <laughs> um so yeah, it was just he did so many remixes. A lot of them got really popular. I think the Gucci Gang one is his most popular. I think it has sixty million views or something like that. It's crazy. Um I think his biggest thing for success was his feature on the surprise Eminem album Kamikaze on Lucky You. That song is basically talking about, you know, how um, like like he like has to hustle for a lot and not gain that much, and then Eminem hustled for a lot, but he like he's farther along and got more of his like bag and more like fame and credibility for his hustle and Jordan's perspective is like like I'm kind of tired of like hustling like this and M's is like I've been hustling like this and now let me tell you now let me tell you it's hard to explain man it, it, it's like it's not like a song about anything besides just like motivation I guess um so um yeah there was that and then um, yeah, it was, hold on, I'm getting a call right now, um, let's see, can I call you in five, I'm recording a podcast, right now, almost done, yeehaw, all right. Um, so that, uh, Jordan's also, so yeah, with the lucky you that really like spiked Jordan's popularity, uh, that also was nominated for a Grammy. So he had two Grammy nominations in the same year. He didn't win because best rap song went to God's plan, uh, by Drake. 
And then best music video went to This Is America by Childish Gambino, which honestly, it deserved it. If anything beat out This Is America, I would have been shocked. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, uh, Joiner's known for his fast flow. Uh, I think I saw something. He got he gets up to like 11 syllables per second at some point. He does that on uh, Lucky You. I don't know if that's the exact number, but he gets very fast on that song. Um, he just like has such good flow. He and he has like very mathematical rhyme schemes. Uh, he's also known for his storytelling. Um, there was a leaked track with him and Eminem called "What If I Was Gay," and it was about this kid's like telling his best friend he was gay, and he his best friend didn't accept that. But then it turns out that his best friend didn't accept that because he was struggling with um, being possibly gay too. Um, you, it's not on any streaming services because it was leaked, but um, you can find it online if it really sparks your interest. Uh, it sparked mine enough for me to see it. Um, Joyner also got, oh, and uh, sorry, and storytelling, keep it 100. He tells the story of a $100 bill going from like place to place so i think it started in um it started at a guy robbing a convenience store i think i think then the guy going to um a strip club and then the guys using it to like pay other things a uh, guy that like puts in the church bowl at church um it was really interesting too that like <laughs> i know i'm saying that a lot but like i would recommend you check out a lot of this this is he's so talented very underappreciated he also got a lot of recognition with um the beef he had with logic um logic very well-known mc retired now just dropped his last album no pressure um but they all started because um back when joiner was like kind of a nobody um tech nine a rapper who's also known for his fast flow, um, tried to get a song together with him and Logic, who Logic is also known for rapping pretty fast, uh, to get a song just about like spinning really fast, like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Not back and forth, but like, you know, just very fast, like verse after verse after verse. Uh, Logic got busy, I believe, tour, I believe, and then joiner so then he was like okay i'm going to call this kid joiner joiner hops on and they both spit so fast it's like you know like that type of speed with actual words they're not actually saying ba 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 um and logic was actually pissed about that because uh he felt like almost like nine tech nine didn't like really trust him enough to like get the verse there and in retaliation um he released a verse that was pretty slow paced and kind of defeated the entire purpose of the song so tech nine was spinning fast jordan was spinning fast and then logic came in with like that uh i beat it about it got that fast flow well i'm a spirit okay but did it but did it like it was like i at least like it's like you were watching a video on like half speed that's what it felt like um and people were like, yeah, I don't really mess with that. And then and then there was this thing where Joyner said that Logic stole his idea for the song 1-800-273-8255. Because uh, Joyner released a mixtape 
um, before uh, that song came out, it was like 508, 507, 2209, I want to say, 2208, two, something like that, right? And Jordan was like, Logic asked him how he came up with that idea. And then Logic, like, and then when Jordan said it, Logic, he felt like basically stole it because then he was talking about it and he made a song with the song title, song with that song title. Um, I think that's a little suspicious to be honest with you, but um, many people didn't think so. Um, and then in one of the remixes, Joyner also, because Joyner was throwing so many shots at Logic in the remixes and like on Twitter and everything. Uh, he said in Sriracha, I have the quote here in his Mask Off remix, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I don't do Zannies or Mollies. Don't compare me. Don't come near me with problems. And don't you compare me to Logic. Never. Go listen to Sriracha. Yeah, that's a Manda to Rhonda. And that's a Benz to a Honda. Yeah, that's a Dance with the Devil. And I ain't dancing behind you. So he's basically saying, like, it's pretty self-explanatory, but he's like, don't compare me to someone. I'm way much better than the person you're comparing me to. Right? So we've kept going back and forth. Logic uh, released a um, uh, track that was answering back to him. Um, and recently back to him on Bobby Tarantino too. Uh, but he didn't say Jordan's name at all. Kind of like saying like, okay, I'll respond to you, but you're not getting any publicity out of this. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then recently they dropped a track together. So apparently Royce to five, nine got them both in the same room and logic got on the song called ISIS that was made by Joyner. And then they squashed the beef. It was, uh, I, I like to see it cause I like logic too. Uh, I love Joyner's music. Um, so, and I remember when I saw the Instagram because, Joyner posted new song Isis featuring and then he left it blank um uh come by yada yada time on YouTube right and then I wasn't there for the YouTube part but on Instagram he filmed the video and it was just zoomed in on Joyner and then when they zoomed out it showed logic and I was like yo okay okay so I was like bro what how? Yeah, it was so crazy. Um, I know like that might not seem like the most exciting thing, but like I remember just being like, "What is going on?" Uh, so yeah, that was that was cool. And um, that's basically your 13 minute and seven second introduction of Jorner Lucas. Much longer than you probably needed, maybe. But um, now I'm going to get into the uh, actual, uh, the actual freaking music. Um, I've, I've heard one song, uh, off this album and that was Fall Slowly. It was a while ago. I don't, I only remember like the female hook on that. Um, so yeah, I'm basically coming in this with a brand new mind. Oh, and I've heard like two seconds of Snitch. As soon as I heard the, the snippet, I clicked away. So um, I'm going in this with open mind. I'm really hoping Jordan pulls through because, like I said earlier, um, he dropped a project called ADHD because uh, he has ADHD and he makes that well known. 
Uh, and it was just like, I don't know, like we waited so long for it and it was delayed because he was having label issues and he hyped it up so much and he released like eight singles, I think. No, nine, I believe. And it was like a 16 song album with skits. And so uh, I just felt like we've heard most of it before. Well, I, I actually didn't hear a lot of it, but I know if I would have heard every single single before it released, I would have been so bored out of my mind and wouldn't even bother with the album so like it's unfortunate i ordered a vinyl i don't even own a record player i ordered a vinyl with joiner's autograph on it still waiting on that um <laughs> but yeah you know covid that's the thing so i'm still waiting on that and yeah pretty much yeah i, I just hope this is a bounce back i've heard decent things about this album so I hope it finally gives Joyner the credit he deserves. But anyway, um, let's get into it. All right. So I just finished listening to the I finished listening to the album last night. Um, I fairly enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot actually. Um, yeah, I decided like I wanted to do some other things last night, so I figured I'd listen to the album, and then uh, the next day, election day, happy election day. Fingers crossed, nothing bad happens in America. <laughs> uh, and I figured that um, we, I go over it more the next day. So yeah, um, first track or first skit, it was more of a skit. It's called When I Grow Up intro. Um, when I Grow Up, and then in parentheses, intro. Uh, I really didn't really have much to say on it. It was re- the... Um, track was really about how he wants to be like his own man uh it's from the perspective of like Joyner when he was like a little kid and uh, like his teacher the name is I'm I'm I don't think this is a real story but uh this kid was about like this teacher named Miss Nelson uh coming and saying to like Joyner like hey you didn't share in class what you want to be when you grow up so what do you want to be? And, oh, God. Sorry, I just yawned. Big ol' yawn. Um, yeah, so, he was talking about that, and then Joyner would say, like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be my own boss. Um, I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, pretty much that, I think it was really setting the stage of, like, how he would evolve by the end of the uh, album or EP, I'm I'm going to call it EP because it is an EP. It, that's what it says in the title, so I'm just going to roll with that. Um, yeah, pretty much. There's not much to say about it, in all honesty. Track two is called Evolution, the title track. Um, this song was about talking about the growth he wants to do. It was kind of an add-on to track one where he was saying, like, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then during the start of the song was saying, I want to do 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 That he didn't actually say, but do 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 But that was his flow, and he was, I don't remember his exact words. It takes me a little while to actually memorize song lyrics, considering I've only heard this song, like, one and a half times. I... Don't really know uh, all the lyrics. Um, so yeah, it was about that. Things I liked, I really liked the beat. The beat was a little like funky, a little bit. 
It's like do 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 do, and it was it was a cool instrument that they were using. Um, yeah, I I I fairly, um, I I fairly enjoyed the beat, the wordplay. Jordan always comes with that wordplay, you know. Um, yeah, there was that, and then the uh, female vocals. Uh, there were some female vocals in there that I felt uh, were like good melodies to like not harmonize because they weren't harmonizing, but to kind of like just add on to the song. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Um, things I didn't like, the hook just seemed a little bland. In all honesty, um, like I didn't hate the hook, but I felt like for the type of beat it had, the hook could have been at least a little more interesting slash engaging. But, you know, um, not every song can be like that. The rating I gave it was a seven and a half. Uh, please don't know, I tend to give pretty high ratings because I think of it like a grade system. Like, I'd say that's like a C-plus song. Um, and I guess, I think that's a, good, that's a good rating song. There's only a few songs that, like, really blow me away. So, yeah, that's, um, yeah, I have it. Uh, seven and a half. Track three, On This Way, Feet the Game. And I hope I'm saying this right. Iwa? Iwa? Um, it's a male vocalist. Um, I've, I'm going to be 100 with you. Never heard of this guy before. Maybe I have, but I do not recognize his name whatsoever. But the man has some pipes. You know, he, he can sing. Um... Some the song was about let's see where did I song about getting through hard times primarily racial hard times, um some things I liked uh Ela Ila I'm just going to call you Ela because if that's wrong I doubt this guy will ever see this podcast but yeah it's not like he's gonna go oh that's not my name bro like you know what I mean that's Ila. Okay, I'm rambling too much on it. I don't care. I'm calling him Isla. Um, the hooks, I really, really liked the hook. It was like, and I've been through my hardest days. It gave me, like, all honesty, this is going to sound cheesy, but kind of gave me, like, a Broadway type of vibe. Like, just the melody. Because it was like, and i never seen this day. Um... I don't know, it just reminded me of, like, um, a, like, a really good Broadway song, but it's not, it's not, the the verses aren't anything like that, so, I don't know, I just like that, um, I like that it was a conscious song, uh, conscious rap for users, to, for those that don't know, it's, like, songs with, like, messages behind it, and, like, more of a purpose behind it, other than it just being, like, about, like, flexing your money, or your watches, not saying all raps like that, but typically conscious rap is more about issues or like things that people dislike and are trying to get a message across. Um, verse two from Joiner, I believe. Wait, yeah, verse two was from Joiner. I really liked that. Um, and also they added in an XXX Tentacion sample. Um, again. I think you all know who X is. He wrote Sad and Look At Me, Moonlight. But for those who don't know, he was he was an artist that was tragically murdered on his way to buy 
something. He had like $50,000 in cash with him. And then like people ran up on him and shot him in his BMW. Um, very sad story. This happened two and a half ish years ago. I want to say, um, maybe even I don't think it was longer, but it was a little bit of time ago. He died at 20, which is very sad. Um, and I really liked X's message. Um, which was kind of crazy because he was talking like if I die a tragic death, um, he was talking about like if he would die a tragic death. And I was just like, that's really crazy how he like actually did. And he was talking about that. So what X said was worst thing comes to worst. I blank die a tragic death or some blank. And I'm not able to see out my dreams. I at least want to know that the kids perceive my message and we're able and we're able to make something of themselves and able to make, take my message and use it and turn it into something positive and to to at least have a good life. Um, yeah, man, I just thought like he just died so young. He did have abuse allegations uh, that were eventually dropped after he was killed. But, you know, I, I, I'm just like, you got to separate the art from the artist, you know, like, like Chris Brown, right? Abused Rihanna, right? I'm not going to justify that in any way. That's awful. But I personally see that you have to separate the art from the artist because I think Chris Brown is very talented. I think Tentacion is talented. Uh, Kanye West, whether you like him or not for his political views, separate the art from the artist. He's one of the greatest musicians of our time. Of all time, for that matter. So, anyway, that was just my two cents on it. Um, and then the game had a pretty good bar. He said, me and my teacher going back and forth, like No Name and J. Cole. Um, no Name is like an activist for all this racial stuff in America. And J. Cole recently released a song called Snow on the Bluff, where he was like, hey, you shouldn't be talking down to us, you should be educating us. Uh, and there was like this mini beef between this them two um yeah that was a little bit ago um i think i remember i don't remember when that song came out but it was a little bit ago um so there was that and then the wordplay and flow from the game i thought was really nice the game kept like this steady flow that just kept going and like i said his wordplay with the me and my teacher going back and forth like no name and j cole i thought that was really nice um, things I didn't like, um, to be honest, there was only one thing in that it was, there was like an 808 distortion at points. Um, I don't know. I just felt like, I don't know. I just felt like for the title of the song, I didn't think that that was, that sound was like very appropriate for the, um, for the song type. That's just my two cents. I gave it, um, an eight. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the song. I really did. All right, next track, Things I've Seen. Uh, this song was about, like, the struggles of a black woman. Uh, he was saying, like, how a black woman hurt, black woman, like, has teared. There's this whole rhyme scheme. I'm not even going to try to do it because I will not do it justice. Um, there's this whole, like, incredible rhyme scheme. Like, he started each line with the word black, um, it was like black, black, ba ba, black, ba ba, black, ba ba, black, ba ba, black, ba ba. Um, all of that, I thought, 
that when I first heard verse one, I went, I was like, this is crazy. I was like, this is nuts. Cause he just, you felt all the emotion he was putting into it. I'm like, Jesus. Um, so what I liked, I liked the intro from Alex Hepburn. He wasn't listed as a featured artist here, but, um, when you go on genius said that was his voice. Um, so he had like this really like not what's the word? It's not groovy. But kind of like this ominous in in a way, uh intro. Uh that I I I really liked. It was very like catchy and his voice worked so well for the song and like the piano behind it. Um, uh, let's see. I really liked the drums when the drums came in. I was like, this is this like when whenever a song has good drums you know it's going to be so good and this song had some amazing drums and it still managed to be conscious at the same time so you know yeah <laughs> um the i like the black alliteration um i also liked the not alliteration but it was kind of like he's he like I said before he started each line with the word black and then he kept going, um, so yeah and then the energy like I said before you could just feel the energy he had in the booth, um yeah cons I didn't love it's hard to criticize a song that's so like powerful and conscious, uh I just seemed like at some points he was just rhyming just to rhyme um not saying that uh he he definitely was spreading a message don't get me wrong a very good message at that but uh i don't know i just was like he just seemed to like just name like things that like black people struggle through but just would say like one-liners just to rhyme it didn't ruin the song for me i just i noticed that um, and I was just like, well, maybe, maybe there could have been like more like expansion on the bars. I don't know. Um, I give it a nine. Uh, I like the song. Um, it's definitely going in my conscious rap playlist and yeah. Okay. Now my favorite song on this album and probably one of my favorite songs of the year, Zim Zima. Uh, it's, it looks like Zim Zima, but he says Zim Zima. I don't even know who that is, but, or what that is, but Jesus Christ, I loved this song. I loved it so much. Okay, so things I liked, right? The flow, it was so, like, nonchalant and, like, just, like, Zim Zima, who got the keys to my, to my Bima, da, 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 da. And he, like, kept that, right? And it was just, like, so vibey. And, like, he worked so well with the beat. Um, I'm not even going to lie. Uh, there was a part where he also got, like, really fast. Like, he was, like, just all, like, the... And then he was, like, you know? It was so fire oh my god bro oh my god he also had a really good bar used to be my only fan she got only fans now 
I don't think I'm going to explain that bar considering, you know, um, this is for school. So your boy doesn't want to get in trouble. But seriously, like, first time I heard this song, I literally, I think that might have been my best first uh, listen experience ever. I literally, like, was shaking in my chair because I was like, this is so good. I was like, you know how in reaction videos have people, like, stand up and they're like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Okay. Oh, Lord. And all that. I literally was doing that, but, like, not ironically. Like, oh, my God. I... Oh, God, I love this song so much. I really do. Um, And I really didn't have any cons about it. I really didn't. song was like a flexious rap. Um, but I, I give it a 10 out of 10. Not even going to lie. I'm not capping. I love it that much. And I'm sure I'm going to ruin it for a lot of you guys by saying it was this good, and then you guys listen to it, and then you guys might not like it as much as I did, but, oh my god, okay, I know this sounds like I'm just, like, kind of doing a madness here, but seriously, I recommend you hear this song, it's so vibey, and, like, it just shows the versatility this man has, yeah, I gave it a 10, like I said, and the next track, Telltale Skit. This is the second skit on the album. And it was kind of an intro to the next song on the album called Snitch. Uh, basically, the Telltale Skit was about like how apparently Jorner said something mean to this kid named Corey. And then this kid telltale on him. And then Miss Nelson was like, that's not nice what you said. But you snitched on him, didn't you? Um... And they were like, snitches get stitches, snitches get stitches. <laughs> so, I, there was literally nothing I could say about that. It's it's a, literally a skit. So, um, yeah, next song. And like I said, this is track um, number whatever. Snitch. Uh, this is where Jordan shows off his storytelling ability. It's a song about, like, the pros and cons of, like, snitching, and seemed like Jordan was playing two perspectives, a good cop and a bad cop, uh, trying to get information out of this criminal, right? Um, so, the pros, I thought the flow was nice, the dual perspectives was also cool, and the storytelling. Um, Jordan is a very talented storyteller, uh, and I, I don't know, I, I enjoyed the song, um, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it was, um, like, I always love a good storytelling song, like Stan or Bad Guy or Keep It 100, like I said, way back in the intro. Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid song. Uh, cons, I did feel like it got a little too confusing um, sometimes to see who um, was talking, like, there wasn't, like, really, like, clear transitions. It was just, like, um, now I think you should do this, and then now I think you should do this. And, like, the voice didn't really change, so it was kind of hard to tell for me at points. Maybe that was because I was also looking at the lyrics as I was going. But, you know, uh, I still like the song. I gave it an 8. Next track, Straight Like That. Song about just, you know, how it is, you know. That's, that's like, what he does, you know. Um, 
Uh, I like the piano, the beat, the flow, and the hook. Um, I I really like the flow the the most, I'd say, and the the piano was like kind of a, um, yeah, you know, it was um, <laughs> I I liked it. Okay, I liked it. Cons, um, second time he's done the one word starter and ender, not the one word, but like he did it in um, what was that song called? Things I've seen, and uh, I thought it was that it was uh good then, but like. I don't know, to have two songs on one EP uh, doing something similar, I don't know. I just, I didn't, uh, I thought you could have switched it up a little more. But, you know, I still like the song, 8 out of, 8 and a half out of 10. Nearing towards the end of the EP, we have Fall Slowly, Feet Ashanti. Um, so the song is about, like, I love you, even though it's toxic. Like, it's a relationship that, like, they love each other so much, but it's just not working, and they don't really know how to. Uh, let go of each other. Um, pros, I thought this bar was, um, I thought this bar was hard. Um, and if you ever left me for someone, you don't get someone killed. Saying, like, if you leave me for someone, I'm going to kill that. I'm going to kill him. Which is, like, really gruesome, but it just shows, like, how much that, like, the relationship he wants it to work. And it's not, it's not really. Um, let's see, this other bar I liked... You're not perfect, but you make life work it. Maybe that's why we stick together like cursive, because cursive, you don't pick up your pencil or pen. It's all just one conjoined uh, word, basically. Oh, no, yawn. Hold up. Let's go. That's two yawns on the podcast. Let's go. Um, I thought the song was catchy, but... um. I don't know, I just didn't like it as much as the other songs, and the melody uh, of the hook, it was, like, it was, um, it was okay, I just felt like it was a little repetitive and too, like, bland, I feel like the hook could have been better, but other than that, um, yeah, I gave it a 7, not, definitely not my favorite song on the album, but, uh, yeah, um, I, I still enjoyed it, fairly. All right, The Problem, a song about many girls that he has, but he really only wants one, and he's, like, not really going to stop. Um, he's not really going to stop, quote, as he said, being a hoe. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, pros, I really like the drums. When, like I said earlier, when the drums come in, and they, like, know what they're supposed to do, and, like, they're specifically designed to do certain things. The song is like a thousand times better. It really is, especially when it comes in later in the song and it just starts off with like the melody and chords, and then the drums come in. Um, cause I don't, um, I don't feel like the flow matched really with the type of song. Uh, and the outro, um, he has some a lot of voice effects, and I just, I don't really love that. It's not really Joiner, um, so I I didn't really want to. Not that it was bad or anything, it's just, uh, I think the song could have done without it. Uh, yeah, I give the song a 7. Alrighty, two songs and a skit left. The Problem. I mean, not The Problem, I just did that one. Legend Feet Rick Ross. Um, pros, 
Uh, I thought this bar was hard. I kept my cool without without no AC. Now, because AC keeps you cool, and I was managed to keep my cool without needing that. Uh, the female vocals I thought were nice, and it was kind of nice seeing Rick Ross on this type of song. Um, I I don't really see Rick Ross on any types of these songs, but now yeah, um, I'm glad I saw him on this type of song because the beat was pretty different from I think Rick Ross's style. Uh, and Ross's verse, I thought Ross's verse, he came with the pencil and pen um, and the notepad, and he kind of went crazy. Cons, I thought it was a lazy hook. Uh, and the song's about, like, I've done enough in my life that I'll be considered a legend. All right, the last skit on the album, Father's Day. Skits about how Joyner would make, made everyone in class had to make a Father's Day card. Jordan made ones to his stepdad because he claims he doesn't have a real dad. Um, so not a real dad. He doesn't have an actual dad, and um, it was kind of like how he, uh, like how you should appreciate your parents or father more. And uh, I thought it was funny because the Miss Nelson, the teacher, and that's the person playing the teacher, said, um, "Remember, you only get one dad." I'm like, what? It was 2020, you know? <laughs> I mean, you could have more than one dad. You could have three dads if you, if like, if that's what the situation entails, you know? So, I don't know. I thought that was funny. Uh, no rating. It was a skit. And the last song on the album, Like a River Feet, Elijah James. Elijah James is Joyner's newly signed artist. Um, I heard one song by Elijah James, and it was a while ago. Uh... Elijah James seems more of like a mel- melodic rapper. Um, yeah, you know. Um, oh, wait. I just realized I might not have given a rating for Legend. Legend was a 7.5. Um, anyway, Elijah James was is a recently signed artist to Joyner's uh, mini-label. Um, pros of the song, I like the hook, uh, the writing with the beat, Elijah singing. Uh, I thought this was um, powerful from Joyner. He said, I told myself I wouldn't write a song, but bleep it, I did. Oftentimes I sit and wonder if it's something I did, or maybe it was immature, but is it something I said? I can't help but I feel the missing that there's something I missed. Um, I thought it was powerful talking about his um, his like stepdad and how he feels like he messed up the relationship. Uh, there was uh, other things he said. He said, I remember signing my deal and got, and you got hella funny. And at the time you probably figured I had hella money, but I only got a small advance. So I even get the chance to hold you down. Cause then you started getting jealous of me, but I'm worth a couple million now. I turned out fine. I caught my mom's big crib and went and got mine. An indoor pool with a house made and I'm not lying. A happy son who loves his dad is about time. Um, talking about how his dad tried to like get money from him, and he was like, "Well, I didn't really have that much money back then, and you're kind of asking a lot." And he also said, "Thanks to you, I know the man that I will never become." Um, you know, it's like he. He like he loves his stepdad, but he doesn't want to become him. He 
feels betrayed by him. I believe in the song he said that he sent him to foster homes. And, you know, he, he just feels betrayed by him, but he still kind of loves him, you know. And uh, Khan's, uh, I don't know if I can say this, so I'm just going to say gosh darn, but it's not gosh darn, if you catch my drift. Um, the way he's, Elijah said gosh darn, um, I, I, I didn't really love it. I found it kind of annoying, and I wish there was honestly a verse from Elijah. I thought that could have been cool to have in the song, but it's okay that we didn't get that. Um, I'm fine with that. And yeah, the song is about, uh, about his stepdad wanting to fix relationships, but he feels like conflicted. Um, and I thought this was a tie-in back to the original, his evolution to not be his stepdad. I thought that was a tie-in to the album title. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, so Like a River, I gave it a nine and a half. And that's it for the album. Um, yeah, this took a little longer than I was expecting to. I felt like I was also kind of a little bit rushing through the end, but uh, I talked a lot. Didn't really want to waste any of you guys' more time. Like the three people that actually listened to this. Um, yeah, so... That's that. Um, definitely one of my favorite albums of the year. Um, I still think my album of the year goes to Limbo by Mine. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm definitely going to listen to this again. Uh, it's been such a good year uh, for music and 2020 standards. Literally everything else, no bueno. But the music this year has been incredible. And yeah, um Hopefully I'll see you guys again soon. I don't really know when my next deadline is going to be, but yeah, uh, take care and peace.